and welcome back to another episode of the Game Time CT Football Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Paguaga, and as always, I am joined by Sean Patrick Boldy. Sean, that was a wild week. Uh, we said it on the show last week, but it lived up to the hype, right? I mean, at least for the picks. Yeah, it was perfect. It was uh, just the type of type of week you need to uh, to separate yourself if you're astute enough to pick the right teams. And uh, certainly, uh, you had a nice week there, Pete. I did. I did. I was one foot All short. In. I was one foot short of going nine and one. Yeah. Yeah. One foot short. What are you going to do? The wind was swirling, Pete. The wind was swirling. Apparently. You, know what, Pete? you can't even count the wind. Yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> that wind is there. It's so crazy. I, you know. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, don't second guess me, Pete. Don't second guess. Me. Don't second guess. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I, I, me and Mac, me went eight and two at top, um, a lot of seven and threes, including yourself and some five and fives down at the bottom, uh, overall standings quickly. Chris Mac, me, the champion from last year is atop the board through three weeks at 22 and eight, Mike Fornabio 21 and nine, and I'm 20 and 10. I think this might be the highest I've been this late in the season. Really? It's only this week three. Season? Exactly. And usually those don't work. Obviously the Southington game, Maloney, my boys picked me up. Uh, then just all in the pack of 1911, 18 and 12s fighting out for it. So everyone's really still in play here. Uh, we're going to jump right into our week three games. Um, not yep. as crazy as a slate as last week, but still some really good matchups that we're going to talk about uh, a lot of in-conference play, if not all in-conference play. Uh, so we're going to dive right in. We're going to start in the CCC. we got three and Berlin traveling to Bloomfield to play the two and one Warhawks. Uh, we could just name this the CCC Tier 3 Championship game. <laughs> um, you know, both teams obviously are in Tier 3. They were not last year. They actually didn't play last year. But they normally do play every year. But with the new setup last year, they didn't play. Uh, but this is a fierce rivalry. This is like a... I don't want to say they don't like each other. But this is an intense rivalry. These games are always good. They've actually split the last four matchups. Uh, just quickly, you know, Berlin is running the ball really well. Josh Clement, Kyle Melville are leading the way on the ground attack. And Bloomfield coming off a heartbreaking loss to Killingly. They were up 22-7 to in the second half. And Killingly came all the way back to win that game and give Bloomfield its first loss of the season. Now, just quickly, little fun facts. The last time Bloomfield lost twice in a regular season, 2017. And Berlin was the team that gave them their second loss. The last time Bloomfield lost two games in a row was 2015, when they lost three in a row, and Berlin was the first of those three losses. There's a lot of connections here. Sean, does Bloomfield recover? Does Berlin go to 4-0? and Does Bloomfield lose two games in a season? I, I don't think so, Pete. Uh, they really showed me something in that loss to Killingly. I think Killingly just might, I don't know, maybe they were looking, overlooking them or something. Like, but that Bloomfield showed up. You know, they walked out of there with a, with a really tough loss. But, you know, the, the, I mean, obviously, especially Davey Kerr, who was just amazing as they built that, you know, 22 to 7 lead. I'm going to go, I'm going to go. With it. Yeah, I, this is going to pain me because, you know, Berlin's my guys. But, uh, the program. Friends of the program. You're going FOPs. against your friends. I'm going against Berlin. I'm going to go with Bloomfield. I mean, uh, they haven't lost two games in a regular season since 2017. Uh, this you hear is a that, really guys? good Bloomfield team. I Keep know. forsaking you. I know. Well, now that I'm like at the top of the standings, I can't get cute. 
um, near the top. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, but I think Bloomfield, like you said, showed us a lot in that game against Killingly. I think they are a really good team. Um, and I think they're going to, you know, they're it's at home. It's at Bloomfield. Uh, so it's going to be a good one. So I'm going with Bloomfield as well. All right, going to the CTC. Got a battle of unbeatens here. We got the defending CTC champions, the Cheney Tech Beavers, are playing host to Northwest United, who's 2-0. Um, these two did play last year. This is the second season of Northwest United. Um, they Cheney Tech won 28-0 last year. But this is interesting. Northwest United, since adding Nanawag last year, they are 9-3. and three. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, Nanawag had a own football program yep. uh, for a while in the Pequot. Big part of it. And, I mean, these kids have really just infused a winning atmosphere to this program. I mean, Northwest United's really not a team to mess with anymore in the CTC. And, uh, yeah, they're sitting at 2-0 with a shot at the champs. Uh, that said, and I'll go first for this one because I don't want to throw another one right on you, but I'm going to go with Cheney Tech. I'm going to go with the Beavers. I think, uh, you know, they're the top of the CTC until proven otherwise. And if Northwest United can go out and beat them, then good for them. But right now, I'm sticking with the defending champs. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to go with uh, Team Garzone, <laughs> Northwest United. I'm going to go with the. Uh, I'm going to go with them because uh, hey, what the heck? They both only allowed 20. Uh, you know, they've allowed 22 points. Jamie Tech 14 points. They both haven't played anybody. I think they match up pretty well. I think I'm going to go with Northwest here. Oh, all right. Look at us. Splitting at the beginning. Go go Nanawa. Um, And obviously all the other schools. But the basically the Berkshire League All-Star team. All right. Or the Litchfield County All-Star team. All right. Now we're going to go over to the ECC. We got the one and two New London Whalers traveling to Waterford to play the two and one Lancers. Now, this is interesting. New, New London has struggled over the years. They are the biggest or the second biggest school in the ECC. Uh, I believe them and, and, and I, obviously I think NFA is the biggest, but I think I think yeah. New London is one of the biggest schools in the ECC. Up there, and these two teams have played, uh, they've played 11 times since 2004, on, on and off. New London has won every single time of those 11. They've won the last 11 that I could find in a row against Waterford. And Waterford has been a more successful program the playoff appearance in recent years. Um, both teams are coming off wins. New London won its first game last week. Waterford, after losing in the first week, has rallied to win two in a row. Um, Nathan Hines, the quarterback for Waterford, has looked really good. He's got seven passing touchdowns and three rushing touchdowns with uh, another 100-plus yards on the ground. He's a nice dual threat for the Lancers. Sean, can Waterford win one here against New London? I'm going to say yes. I think uh, I think the Lancers have uh, they've done pretty nice. I mean, they lost obviously that game to Brantford to start the year. They've kind of rebounded a while. I mean, uh, beating up on uh, Rocky Hill on Saturday uh, that that kind of was impressive. I'm, I'm going with Lancers. I think they I think they got. It. Yeah, I'm going to go with Waterford too. Uh, you know, history obviously does play a part, but it's a different year. It's a different team. It's a different group of people, and I'm going to go with the Lancers. All right, we're going to the FCAC. This one, I think, might be, at least for me, one of the most intriguing matchups of the weekend. We have Staples, the 2-1 and Wreckers, are going to Trumbull to play 
the Trumbull Eagles, who were 3-0. It's the Mars Petraccio Bowl, part two. Uh, last year, Mars returned to Staples for the first time since taking over the Trumbull job. Uh, he was honored before the game. It was an emotional night, and it was a great game that ended with a pick six with 17 seconds left for Staples to win 27-20. to 20. It was like a 76-yard interception return for a score. Trumbull was in position to win that game. And they lost. Now, it's a year later. Like I said, the game is at Trumbull, and the Eagles are rolling. They look like the most consistent team in the FCX so far this year. Um, 3-0, big wins, big point totals they're putting up. They won that wild game against Massick. have rolled over their last two opponents. Roman Johnson's rushed for 478 yards and 13 touchdowns. 13. Hmm. That's absurd. Ridiculous. I mean, he, you know, fell off his, his, you know, uh, you know, he was averaging six touchdowns a game after week one. So he's kind of fallen off a little bit. Um, he's got 13 Hunter Agosti, our boy, five touchdowns this year. He's completing close to 70% of his passes. No turnovers. Agosti was the one who threw the pick six in the state, in the game last year. He has no interceptions this year. Staples won their opener. Lost by 21 to St. Joe's. I think that was a head scratcher for us. Not that they lost. They lost by 21. Yeah, um, kind of got away from them. Yeah, and then, but they came back and they rolled over Newington up in the CTC. And Tyler Clark is a big reason why. Yeah. You know the name Tyler Clark. Really good lacrosse player. Scored the game-winning goal in the semifinals uh, in overtime to send Staples to the finals, which they ended up winning. This year, he's got 27 catches for 440 yards and three touchdowns through three games. That's absurd. Um, I'm going to go first on this one. And, you know, Sean knows I a lot know of the history. Gonna... Oh, yeah. Picking Trumbull. I am picking Trumbull. It's a homer pick. It is a homer He's pick. He's been talking to the Trumbull guys at Gossie. They're your buddies on the sidelines. He's talking to you know how You know how disappointed I was as a taxpayer to see the lights go out at the football game last week? Like, where am I, where's my tax money going? Oh, is that, was that a trumble? Yeah. Oh, Lights went out. I mean, what are we doing here? Heads are going to roll. You, uh, yeah. Don't, what don't are we doing here? You, the taxpayer. Yeah. Come on. Come um, on. Yeah. <laughs> but I think I think I, I like Trumbull. I had them high in my poll at the beginning of the year. They've remained there. Um, they have a lot of experience. They have a lot of guys back. Jordan Black, one of their linebackers, I was told, I mean, I think he's a good player. They tell me Jordan Black's Trumbull's best player. And we've already named four other guys. I mean, they got they got dudes. They're loaded. This this is a really good team. But there's all the other intangibles that go into this game. Sean, can the Eagles win one for Mars? Frankly, Pete, I think the uh, maybe the taxpayers are to blame for that. Maybe they're chintz in the uh, <laughs> the chintz in the town. Budget's not uh, up to snuff there, Pete. But you guys got to sink some more money into. Renovations. They did a lot, of big, a lot of nice work there at Trumbull High School with the rebuilding of the school over there. But, but you know, you got to put some into the lights. I think that's a taxpayer problem. Anyway. Disappointing. Yeah. I'm going to go with the – I'm going with Team Mars. I mean, look, it's his place this time. You know, they're defending the Jerry McDougal legacy now. Mars has got to get one of them against his old squad. Although, you know, the further the years have gone by, the further he gets away, it's not really his demon. You know, yeah. it's, the remnants are pretty much long gone, uh, with the exception of Jack McFarlane on the Trumbull sideline. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to go with Trumbull. Uh, as much as I was 
busting your chops about them all being your boys. They're all my boys too. Uh, I don't know. Staples, you got to start showing up again to start, you know, sweet talking Pete and I to get into our graces. I'm going with the road. <laughs> all right. Um, to the NVL we go. We got another unbeat matchup. We got 3-0 Waterbury Career Academy uh, playing. I mean, I guess it's technically a road game, but they're still in Waterbury. It's uh, Holy Cross, who's also 3-0. Oh. Um, both these teams are undefeated. Neither of them have played Naugatuck or Anson. So, you know, take that. Yeah, for there you part. go. Um, in the three wins that Waterbury Career has, their opponents have one win total. In the three wins that Holy Cross has, their opponents have one win total. All right? But it really wasn't that, you know, it got a, lot of, it got a little hairy there for Holy Cross last week. Uh, yeah. Tom Legey needed to kick his game up, and boy, did he. He rushed for 264 yards, I believe, and three touchdowns. Uh, to lead the Crusaders back in their win against Seymour. Obviously, Seymour has one win, but uh, they played Naugatuck and Holy Cross. So Seymour's a good team, um, but they needed everything from Legi. They're going up against Waterbury Career Academy, who has allowed just 26 points this year while scoring 150 themselves. Sean, who do you got in this uh, NVL well, battle of out, unbeatens? Outside of uh, Ansonia, maybe Noggy. You know, maybe get a little beat a bomb or Hall. Uh, but like, Legi's right up there with all of them. He's one of the best players in the league. Easily. Yep. He was one of the best players in the league last year. And what when Holy Cross goes, it's because of Legi. So I'm going with the Crusaders. I don't see them losing for quite some time now, especially not to Waterbury Career. It's going to be a little bit of a, an awakening over there at uh, the Municipal Stadium for Ray Snyder Field Complex. Ooh, very fancy. I, I too. I, too, am going with Holy Cross. Big, big, big Legi fan. Um, I believe Anthony Legi is his brother or his cousin was at Wolkett. And Anthony was a great player. He's over at Southern uh, playing at my alma mater, Go Owls. But uh, he's just a dude. You're going to hear a lot of dudes on this show, and uh, we're big fans of dudes. All right, so I'm going with Holy Cross as well. Just aside, Holy Cross, next up, in order, Nagi and Sonny. They need this one. Yeah. Going 4-0 into those two games is going to be Needless to say. huge. All right. Off to the Pequot we go. We got the defending Class S champions, Cromwell Portland, heading to North Brantford for the 2-1 and Thunderbirds. Now, look, we know a lot about Cromwell Portland. Right? Cole Brisson is back. He's doing it. They've passed 75 times already in, in three games. He's got 10 touchdowns. And only one Cromwell Portland player has 10 or more carries this year. They are slinging the ball around the field, and you can do that when you have a quarterback like Bill Brisson. On the flip side, got this sophomore, Tommy Hansen. Sean, you were all about him in the preseason, telling us, got to put him on 25 to watch. We got to keep an eye on this kid. He is a stud, and he has backed you up. He's rushed for over 400 yards. Boy, I think it's on like 450 yards so far this year. And he's rushed for over 130 each game. He had, 170, he had 157 last week. So you got like the kings of the Pequot. And here is this young and upping, you know, maybe not a fully young and up and coming team, but an up and coming team that has kind of been at the bottom of the Pequot the last couple of years. And here they are, led by sophomore Tommy Hansen. Yeah. Can they knock off Cromwell Portland, Trump? gonna be tough. I, mean, I don't know how much of an up-and-coming team North Brantford is. This is a team to build to win right now. 
Remember, all the rest of the guys, they're all seniors. Yeah. yeah they're all juniors last year. You know, we talked them up. And then uh, they kind of, I mean, listen, Valley Regional is very good. They kind of laid an egg, though. Yeah. A little disappointment. You know, they only scored the one touchdown. Uh, that was a tough, tough loss. One, but, you know, as it turns out, Valley is also on the warpath. So this will show you, are they number two or number maybe up there, number one atop the league? Or are they going to be simply number three behind Valley and Cromwell Portland, as it were, even worse? I'm going to go for the latter. I say Cromwell Portland, still king, still just dominant. Uh, nobody's been able to touch him yet. Uh, big test for them for sure, but they've had enough time to get things going, learn how to live without the running back, because, again, that's been the, that's been the issue. Remember, the running back lost, uh, was broke his leg to start the season before he had seen it start. Hair, yeah. Why? Yeah, Alex Hare, which is why they're throwing the ball around. So that might be a little bit of concern. Can Cromwell Portland run the ball? You know North Brantford can. I think if North Brantford can establish itself a little bit, maybe run some clock off, keep the ball out of Princeton's hands, they might be in a good spot. I still like Cromwell Portland to take this one. I think they just just have a little bit more. Uh, I'm going with the uh, Panthers. Yeah, I'm going to go Cromwell Portland too, but I think this is going to be a really good game. I think this is going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think. I think Tommy Hansen. And the other Thunderbirds. Mark Bass was such a great coach. Um, you know, he's coached in football championships before. He's been at the top of the Pequot before. Obviously, he won a baseball state championship a couple of years ago at Cog and Jog. You know, they're going to be a really well-coached team. I think this is going to be a really well-coached game on both sides. Randell Bennett is one of the top coaches in the state. He was our coach of the year last year. He is, he is a dude as well. But... You know, I think this is going to be a really good game, but I, too, am going to go with Cromwell Portland. I think Kings stay Kings um, until, you know, they're knocked off. But I'm going with Panthers. I'm going with Brisson. I think, you know, he's just slinging it everywhere. I love – I'm like the opposite of Ned Griffin, our friend of the day. Like, throw the ball. Let me see, you know, the ball flying in the air for 50 yards. All about the sexy stats. All right. Now we're going to the SEC. We got another battle of the Catholic schools, but this is an interesting matchup, right? We got Xavier, who's one and two, right? You said last week, Earth to Xavier, Earth to Xavier, yeah. and they Where came are out. They? Where are you, Xavier? They showed up, though. And they thumped we, we heard, Ludlow. They heard us. They heard. Yes, they did. They heard you, and they thumped Ludlow 48-7. to They're one and two with their two losses at the beginning of the year coming to New Canaan and Fairfield Prep. Uh, you know, that's a hard schedule to start the year, but they got in the win column. Owen Lecco, senior quarterback, threw for four touchdowns and he rushed for two more in their first win of the year. And then on the other side, we have Notre Dame West Haven coming in at two and one. Notre Dame lost their opener to West Haven, and we were just like, what the heck is going on? Right? Well, you know what? They rallied. Wins against Bunnell last week and North Haven the week before. And this past week, it was um, Stanton. Jacob Stanton, the running back for Notre Dame. He rushed for he's rushed for over 261 yards in the last two games. Two wins. They are getting to the ground game. They're winning at the line of scrimmage. This game is huge. Xavier to go to two and two, that's awesome for them. Notre Dame to go to three and one, though, get back on track for that playoff spot in uh, Class M. You know, we talked about them at the beginning of the show. If they get in, they're going to be dangerous. Um, I'm going first on this one. Ooh, this one's tough. This one is really tough. I've said it before. When Xavier is in the playoff mix for high school football, it's better. Um, 
Notre Dame, man, two nice wins. No, uh, we've seen North Haven is a good football team. They went in, they beat them in a close game. I think it was 14-7, and then Notre Dame won last week against Bunnell in another good game. Um, I'm stuck, though. Xavier, you know, those, those opening games are not easy for anyone, and I think they showed a lot coming out and beating Ludlow. Um, I'm going with Xavier. I'm going with the Falcons. Uh, black and black and white, baby. Uh, I'm going with the Falcons. Sean, you, you joining me or am I crazy? I'm joining you, Pete. I thought you for sure you were going to Notre Dame. Uh, but, uh, you know, a few games Notre Dame, I, I haven't been impressed. You guys, I, th- I thought Notre Dame would be a little better than this. You know, North Haven, okay. You know, that's a solid win. But now I thought they could have put away a little bit earlier. But that was pretty good. They played good defense. That's the thing about Notre Dame. I thought offense would be their bread and butter. But, you know, I, but I think Xavier can hang hang right there with them. And I think I think Falk is, uh, you know, kind of upset the apple cart here. Uh, you know, now they're feeling it a little bit. I, I, I like the Falcons here. I think it'll be close. I think a great game. Two rivals, SEC Catholic school rivals. I, hard pick, you know, but uh, I like to, I'll, I'll go with the Falcons here, Pete. All right. I like that. We agree. It's never a bad thing. Or it's a kiss of death. It really depends on the week. Well, right. I mean, I'm always all over the Notre Dame bandwagon. And then, uh-huh. they, know, they, they burned you. Yeah, they burned me, guys. got to get back to my good graces. You know, by dropping me down the standings, you know, <laughs> by force. But, you know, but Xavier, I'm, I'm all behind you guys. Don't let me down. I, you right. picked me up last week. You answered my call, Xavier. Now you got to do me a solid. Okay, now you got to do me another solid. No pressure. No, no, no pressure. No pressure. Go get him, guys. All right, going to the SWC, we got Joel Barlow, 3-0, traveling to Campus Field at Sacred Heart University to play Notre Dame Fairfield, who's 2-1. This game is going to be done in like an hour. Yeah. I was at the Weathersfield game, and it was done in an hour. I mean, this game, both of these teams run the ball often and successfully. Both teams have over a thousand yards rushing around. Yeah. That's crazy. Three games in. That means they're rushing for over 333 a game. That's math for you. That's very good math. That's very right. Third, Thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. A third of like I said, 390. Yeah. yeah, look at me. Proud. Got two college degrees to prove that. And look, Barlow. Barlow, we talk about Danny Shaven, right? We talk about him at length on this show. He's a dude. But as you learned last week, there are a lot more dudes or studs, as Scott Romano said, for the Barlow Falcons. He had three touchdowns. He had over 100 yards. He was the big guy in the the win over Weathersfield. Notre Dame Fairfield, they have five different players with over 100 yards rushing. And, And Antoine Davis is 443 of it and five touchdowns in these three games. They've met a bunch over the years. Barlow has won the last four meetings and 10 of the last 12 meetings. Sean, do the dudes from Barlow get it done again? Yeah, I think so. I'm going to go with Barlow. Um, One of the things that really kind of stuck out with me with Barlow was uh, their defensive front seven. Uh, I thought it was very good Um, against the rush, against the Weathersfield team that loves to run the ball. You know, I think they had one drive, the opening drive. They went right down the field, zip, 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 uh, all on the ground. And after that, it was bend. And after that, it was no, no breaking by Barlow. I mean, there are a few instances where they have two touchdown lead. You know, relax a little bit, let them get back in the game. But then again, you have the triple option, Romano, whoever you want. 
Romano, Shaven. I mean, you know, it's a good team. It's a better team than I thought, and a lot of it has to do defensively. Don't sleep on the uh, the Falcons' defense. And I think uh, unless Notre Dame can find a way to pass the ball a little bit, keep them on their toes, uh, could be a long day for them. I'm going with Barnes. Yeah, I'm going to stick with my Class SS state champion pick from week one, which was Joe Barlow. I think I the Falcons are legit. I don't know. You didn't pick Barlow. And uh, well, I, I said like, they're winning class double S today. I Not said, well. I said it, and you were like, "Oh, no. what an what a not a reach, but oh, you went out on a limb there." But I'm sticking with the Falcons. I, I, I said, I said, Cromwell Portland. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think Barlow's looking good. Uh, this game's going to be quick. Lucky, I believe Mike Fornabio's covering it, so he'll be he'll be out of Sacred Heart by eight, by eight o'clock. Um. All right, so we're both with Barlow. We're going to move down another Pequot game, another undefeated. We got an undefeated Pequot matchup. We got my boys from SMSA, Tiger Hawks, and they are going to Ellington to play the Fighting Talkuses. All right, Danny Hernandez. We talk about dudes. Danny Hernandez is that dude. He's that dude. He rushed for over 200 yards in their first win of the season against Granby Canton. He was the reason why they won the Rockville game. Uh, scored the, the the one touchdown. They won 7-6. He was great in that game. And then last week, he only carried the ball seven times. He had five touchdowns and 101 rushing. <laughs> okay, he is that dude. He is a baller. Kevin Quinn is doing a great job up there at SMSA. Flip side, Ellington. Since Keith Talkis has come back to this program, they went 7-3 last year, made the playoffs, and they're off to a 3-0 start. The Purple Knights are back, man. I mean, they were back last year, but a 3-0 start to follow up a playoff appearance. The boys in purple are back. Their defense is playing awesome. They've allowed just 13 points this year, and they've scored 109 points. These teams did meet last year. Ellington won a nail-biter, 9-6. You know, SMSA had a couple of close losses last year. This was one of them. Yeah. And uh, but SMSA had won the three other, you know, the three previous meetings before then. Um, Sean, who you got? Did they, Kevin Quinn and Danny Hernandez, or, or the Fighting Purple Pirates? Purple Knights. Nice. Two of the best teams in the league. Ellington's only allowed 13 points. You know, SMSA though against good teams. 14. Graham Buchanan at 21. Rockville, as you mentioned, 7-6, the defense makes this team go. Hernandez is great. But I love their defense. I'm going with that. I'm going with the Tiger. Tiger Hawks. Hawks. Yeah, Tiger Hawks. Same thing. Yeah. All right. I'm Same sticking thing. with my boys. I betrayed them in week two. <laughs> I betrayed them in week two, taking Rockville. I'm back on the SMSA bandwagon. I'm going with Hernandez, Quinn, and the rest of the Tiger Hawks. All right, going to the last game of the week. I just, I'm a glutton for punishment with picking this game. Um, I just do it to myself. But we got Branford, two and one Hornets, going to Milford to play the three and O Lawmen um, from Jonathan Law. We picked this game in week. Well, we picked Branford in week two. They played Guilford. Branford lost. Right, but they rallied. They beat Tallinn last week. They're two and one. Law is 3-0. I don't know how much weight we want to put into the 3-0 that Law has. Um, I believe their their combined opponents that they beat have zero wins this year. 
Um, but you have to win those games, right? They're on your schedule. You have to win them. Law is 3-0 for the first time in close to two decades. As far back as the CIAC could go, I cannot find the last time they were 3-0. So if someone knows, please let me let let me know. Um, John Neider, yeah, I put him on my top 10 quarterbacks to watch heading for, into this season. He was, uh, I believe, a top 25 player to watch. He is off to an unbelievable start. He's got seven touchdowns. He's thrown for 677 yards. He's rushed for close to 200 yards and seven more rushing touchdowns. Uh, he linked up with Matt Haggerty last week for like over 200 yards and a couple of scores. Um, this is the best opponent that Law has faced this year. And, uh, you know, Branford, I'm sure they're still not happy about the Guilford loss and they're going to be playing with a little chip. I was at this game last year. Branford pulled away late to win this game. John Nider played really well in the game. I'm just a little I don't I don't know how to look at law right now and see are they a legit 3 and0 team um, so I, I you know I'm a little also you know every time I pick Branford I'm the kiss of death for them so I think I might be doing coach Lamone a favor by picking law uh, in this game and I, I don't know what to do because my heart my my heart my brain is saying hey I think you got to go with Branford they've played better teams they're they, you know, have a lot of guys back from last year's team that went to the semifinals. They were a couple of snaps away from going to the championship. And then you got Law and they got guys. You know, Niders, amazing player. Uh, Haggerty is an Athlete of the Week nom, so go out and vote. But, you know, they got guys. But I just, I'm trying to figure out what's real. And uh, I'm having a really hard time with that. And I think this well, is a make really a good game. Let's go. You're, you're wasting everyone's time. I know, I'm wasting your time. I'm Press going with Law. I'm going with Law. Law! Look at I'm you! Going with law. That's a roundabout way law. of saying law. I'm going with law. I think they're legit. I do think they are legit. They're they've only allowed seven points this year in those three games. They're scoring hundred. They've scored 143 points in those three games. I guess Brantford might be a better opponent, but I still think that they are super talented on both sides of the ball. That they'll be able to win this game. Bethel 0 and 3. Bassick 0 and 3. East Lime 0 and 3. Laws padded the stat sheets. Have a good quarterback. Great game last year. Brantford's the more season team. Let's be honest. Here. I'm going with the Hornets. I mean, come on. I, 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 you know, I'm not getting. I'm not jumping out of the law train. They got to show me something first. And I know Lamone hates me for picking them. And I know that there. I gave him hell for them losing to Guilford. I was even giving it to Guilford. You know. But I don't know what's going on with you guys in Guilford, Bradford. I, I don't know. I'm not going to let that affect me here. I say you guys take them down. I mean, it's at law. That's a little, but this is in the NFL. You don't get real home field advantage. Uh, I'm going to go with the Hornets. Um, I just, ha- you know, I, I, I'm just going with the Hornets. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I, I'm trying to not pick Bradford so I don't get yelled at again. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to cover all my bases, but I think this is an interesting week of games, not as crazy or state, you know, poll relevance, you yeah. know, kind of everything hanging on there. In here. It's gonna be a little less hectic, yeah. yeah. But I think this is a good slate of games. So, uh, we're going to wrap that up. Uh, we'll see you guys out on the field. Make sure say hi. The eight ball is always correct. Right. St. Joe's. 
Hey, this is the first week we're not picking St. St. Joe's, but yeah. I think they'll be back on next week. I think yeah. they got branded. <laughs> the so, eight ball, uh, the eight ball needs a break, guys. Yeah, the eight you ball know, needs you a guys little break. Through the ringer a little bit, but the, the eight ball uh, needs to take a little bit of break this week. Uh, no, no St. Joe's. You know, Absolutely, it's racking. It's, it's nerve wracking. <laughs> All right, for Sean, I'm uh, Pete, and we'll see you guys out on the field this weekend. Peace. <laughs>